Welcome to Seeking Alpha's Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thanks for downloading this episode of Wall Street Breakfast. You can find additional news, research, and analysis at SeekingAlpha.com. I hope you enjoy the program. Good morning. Today is Tuesday, August 31st. I'm Pim Fox. Our top stories include Google and Apple App Store dominance may be weakened by regulators. The Delta variant hurts the restaurant recovery and new rules for China's gamers. Those stories and more, but first, let's get you caught up on markets. U.S. stock futures edging higher this morning, suggesting the S&P 500 is on course for a third consecutive record close. S&P, Dow, and NASDAQ futures are all higher by as much as four-tenths of a percent. The yield on the benchmark 10-year U.S. Treasury note edged down to 1.28% from 1.284% Monday. Brent crude fell seven-tenths of a percent to $71.71 a barrel. Overseas, the stocks Europe 600 ticked up a tenth of a percent, while stocks in Asia rallied. Now our top stories. Google and Apple will have to open their app stores to alternative payment systems in South Korea, and that may hurt their commissions on digital sales. A bill passed Tuesday by South Korea's National Assembly is the first in the world to call foul over the tech giant's dominance regarding how apps on their platforms sell their digital goods. Companies that fail to comply could be fined up to 3% of their South Korea revenue by the Korea Communications Commission. That's the country's media regulator. Neither companies break out specific country data, and while the South Korean market is relatively small for the tech giants, the law may be used by regulators in other areas, such as the European Union and the United States, that are also looking to curb the reach of global tech companies. Apple and Google face lawsuits and regulatory probes in multiple countries around their requirements that apps listed on their app marketplaces use in-house payment systems that take cuts of up to 30% of in-app sales in most cases. The spread of the Delta variant of COVID-19 threatens the recovery of U.S. restaurants. That's according to a report today from the National Restaurant Association. COVID-19 hospitalizations nationwide crossed above 100,000 last week for the second time in the pandemic. The survey showed that nearly one in five adults said they stopped going to restaurants as Delta cases rose. Total annual sales at U.S. restaurants are expected to rise 20 percent from 2020 to nearly $800 billion, but that'll still be about 9 percent lower than 2019's total sales. Some U.S. fast food restaurants, including McDonald's, Yum! Brands, Taco Bell, and KFC, are closing indoor seating areas or limiting hours of operation because of the Delta variant. The Chinese government will ban minors, defined as those under 18 years of age, from playing online video games entirely between Monday and Thursday. On the other three days of the week and on public holidays, they will only be permitted to play between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m., The government announcement said all online video games will be required to connect to an anti-addiction system that's operated by the National Press and Publication Administration. The regulation, which takes effect on Wednesday, will require all users to register using their real names and government-issued identification documents. The impact on U.S. game makers from the government's decision is expected to be somewhat limited, given their indirect exposure 
to the Chinese market. In other news, the S&P 500 continued its move into record territory Monday, on track to end August with its best performance over the first eight months of a calendar year since 1997. Since 1971, the S&P 500 has seen an average year-to-date rise of 6% through August 31st. That's according to Jefferies. Don Cohn, the Fed's former vice chair for financial supervision, warned of imminent risks to the stability of the global financial system and called on regulators and lawmakers to take swift action to address those concerns. Quote, dealing with risks to the financial stability is urgent, he said during a speech to the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City's annual Jackson Hole Economic Policy Symposium. Hurricane Ida knocked out 2,000 miles of Entergy's high-voltage lines. American Airlines, wholly-owned subsidiary Piedmont Airlines, is offering up to $180,000 in retention bonuses. Captains and upgrading first officers will receive a $30,000 bonus, according to the carrier. Robinhood Markets, down 7% in yesterday's trade, is falling nearly 2% in pre-market after the Securities and Exchange Commission Chairman Gary Gensler said that banning the controversial practice of payment for order flow is, quote, on the table. Robinhood said that if the pay-for-order flow model changed, the brokerage and the industry would be able to adapt. Zoom Communications plunged 12% in pre-market trading. The video conferencing service company's quarterly revenue passed $1 billion for the first time in history, though demand for its services is showing signs of easing. Rocket builder Astra stock fell Monday after the company's launch attempt over the weekend failed following a problem at liftoff. Shares of Astra fell nearly 19%. Shares of Stoneco lost more than 7% in the pre-market. The Cayman Islands-based fintech reported a quarterly loss after Monday's close. And the U.S. begins blocking solar panel imports over forced labor concerns. There are 48 ships awaiting entry into California's two largest ports, the highest number recorded since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. The queue is a result of a labor shortage, COVID-19-related disruptions, and holiday buying surges. California ports in Los Angeles and Long Beach account for about a third of U.S. imports. Organizers of Burning Man, now in its 35th year, have called off the physical event in the Nevada desert due to COVID concerns. But in its place, they've created Virtual Burn Week, which ends next Tuesday. Instead of camping in the desert, participants use virtual reality headsets and screens to replicate the real event in as much detail as possible, even the hours-long traffic jam. And happy birthday, Warren. Berkshire Hathaway's Warren Buffett turned 91 on Monday. At 6.20 a.m. Eastern, futures tied to the S&P 500 were three-tenths of a percent higher. Dow futures and NASDAQ futures also higher by as much as four-tenths of a percent. The yield on the benchmark 10-year U.S. Treasury edged down to 1.28 percent. Brent crude fell seven-tenths of a percent to $71.71 a barrel. Gold was steady at $1,817 an ounce. Bitcoin slipped 1% to $47,000. Overseas, the stocks Europe 600 is higher by a tenth of a percent, while stocks in Asia gained as much as 1.3%. 
On the calendar, NetEase, PVH, and CrowdStrike will report earnings today. The S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller National Home Price Index for June will be released, in addition to the Conference Board's Consumer Confidence Index for August. We'll also get U.S. farm prices at 3 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for downloading this Wall Street Breakfast podcast. I'm Pim Fox. If you have questions, comments, or ideas to make the podcast more relevant, please do so below. Your feedback is greatly appreciated. That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best investment analysis and news on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, Behind the Idea, Essay for FAs, Let's Talk ETFs, the Cannabis Investing Podcast, and Marketplace Roundtable on those platforms as well. Have a great day.